Welcome to Warm and Fuzzy, where we chat all things pop culture, movies, music, and moments from history we simply can't forget. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warm and Fuzzy. I am your host, Shane. I am your co-host, Amelia. How are you, Miss Amelia? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling relaxed. I was just telling yeah. you that I um, went and got a facial this yeah. afternoon and it was delightful. You were really living your like desperate housewives life. Yeah, it's been a it's been a chill day. Um, yeah, yeah. Did some Pilates, uh, and then got a facial. And you know, like a facial is relaxing. It is also part of work. I'm gonna make it into some content. Um, and then now we're doing the podcast, so it's been a very very chill day. That said, very like chill. I know, like I've got like some meetings and events next week, so it'll you know get busy yeah. again this is just are my you doing lull. anything are you doing anything for fashion week um no i feel like i went once i don't know maybe this is like a bad move on my part and i should mm-hmm. go but i did it once and i was like okay <laughs> i've done no, it you now. know what let the fashion girlies have their moment you know what yeah. i mean like, yeah. we've got enough going on in the beauty space. Like, let the fashion mm. girlies. I feel like beauty's like, very... I feel like fashion has ebbs and flows in regards to, like, events and, like, big occasions. Whereas, like, beauty is so constant. Like, I feel like there's never a, there's never a stop. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's never a point where you stop doing stuff. Yeah, there's not, so. like, a, there's not like a twice a year moment for beauty it's like literally no. people are using beauty products every single minute of every single day so yeah you know i can i can always talk about beauty there's always an event to go to knock on wood like there's always a new product launch so i'm really grateful mm-hmm. to be in the beauty space and like i did yeah. i'm very grateful to have been invited to fashion week like in the last few years and this year as well but it's just a lot like going and then like when you're a beauty girl you don't get dressed for these things Mm -hmm. so you're just very like you're a normie in your clothes i think sometimes when you're a fashion girl you don't even get dressed for these things yeah some some of the girlies like have to buy new clothes and like the year that i actually you know went and put in effort i ended up hiring an outfit just from like glam corner and it worked out well for me but it was like this is exhausting because you see the actual like fashion um, creators like Maxine Wild, for instance, she'll have like five outfit changes in one day you it's know? Wild. and create it's content wild. all around it. And I admire the hustle because that is her like that's that's her lane, you know, um, yeah. I'm not cut out for that. <laughs> like I'm, <laughs> I'm a, you know, wears the same type of outfit, like a Steve Jobs type, like I wear the mm-hmm. same type of outfit to every event and i'm usually just trying to be comfortable and yeah we are very steve (laughs) jobs we're very much like let's give me a like give me a button down give me some tailored pants and some comfy shoes you know and a hoop you're done give me yeah like a tailored like pants ankle cut pants Mm -hmm. a cute tee and some doc martens you know that's my like signature look yeah exactly you know um but how's your week been How's your day been? My what have you been, been watching? Good. My my cankle is slowly becoming an ankle. Like Bless my, your cankle. My, I know. My sprained 
I'm like literally looking at it, at it right now. It's looking a lot better. It's definitely not painful to walk on anymore. And I'm not even getting like the dull pain that I got last week, but I will randomly like turn it a certain way and it'll just like hurt a little bit. I'll probably be at the fact where I can like properly, properly walk like next week. I'm ready to just like, cause I was really in a good routine of going for my morning walk every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to start doing that again. You're ready to get your forest gump on. Yes. Very that. Very that. Um, but yeah, my week's been good. I think, yeah, like we were talking about it off cam. I feel like it's like the build up to fashion week. So I think this week's been a bit like heckers. Mm. But then actual fashion week, like it'll be chill because everything's kind of done and everyone's out and about. There's, you're not really getting like, you know what I mean? The influx of emails that you usually would in a week mm-hmm. because so many people are out and about. Um, everyone's out of office. Everybody's at the shows or around the shows. 100%. You know, doing their 100%. events. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like yeah. the day after fashion week where everybody's like, just don't talk to me. Like no one email yeah. me. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. It's like everyone just needs a little break, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but a huge, huge time for our industry, which is exciting. I feel like, yeah, everything's bigger and better this year, I feel. Don't you think? I feel like everything was a bit like same, same last year, but I feel like things are getting like, I don't know. Things are feeling In terms of what, like the year. Fashion Week events? I think not even, like, just Fashion Week, like, outside of that, like, beauty events. Like, I feel like everything's so big and bold and... Oh, yeah, for sure. ...different this year. Brands you know what I mean? Brands are going all out this year. Brands are really going all out. They have yeah. two years of events to catch up on. You know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like they're really going ham and I love it. Yeah, they're putting, love, love, like, love. more budget towards, like, bigger events. There's been a lot of staycations, I've yeah, seen Yeah, lots of well, staycations, mini vacations. So yeah. Love a staycation. Yeah. Um, yeah, and You've lots been of on some? launches. Um, yeah, I went to wo- two. I, yeah, I Demological. did. I yeah, one, you went to two. Yeah, one in Sydney and then one outside, like, in, like, Central Coast area. Sunny Coast. Yeah. 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 So I was special. telling you when you were there, I used to go to like summer camp really close to where you were. Mm, so in yeah. Kinkumba, um, they used to do the summer camp and I like hated going. But I did have fun. <laughs> but like I was just like a mummy's boy. You know what I mean? I just like always wanted to be with my mum. <laughs> like, did you ever get to kind of live out that fantasy of like the parent trap, but not like having a, a undisclosed twin, but like, you know, parent trap life or just being at, at summer camp like that. So this so fun for me. Yeah. This camp head. was very much, it was very much similar to a parent trap. Mm. Not a chic, like not a chic. I feel like the, I feel like the cabins are so chic there. These ones were like fine, but it's like you're sleeping on like gym mattresses. You know what I mean? Like very utility, like very not like, you know what I mean? Bare bones, but like it was cute. Mm. Bitch, like even at night there, like I'm like, I remember it sometimes getting like quite cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like camp is fun 
I don't know, like when you think about it, like look back on it, because it's like, oh, I got yeah. to hang out with my friends. We got to do all these activities. You weren't, you know, mm-hmm. at school as such. You're not like stuck in a classroom, but you're with all your schoolmates. But also like when I think about going to camp, like at, for school, I am such a homebody. I don't like to get dirty. I don't like to feel icky. Totally. So it was just not the right environment for me. It's like, and I did it every year and I begged my parents to go. And then every yeah. year I was like, I can't have my bed touching the wall because I don't know what's on the wall. I can't like, <laughs> I'm that kind of freak. You were like you know, me. Like, I used to yeah. be like a compulsive hand washer. Like, like I hated I need, dirt. Even my bed, if I'm like, when I would share uh, like a hotel room for like a work trip or something like that, I can't have the bed that's in the corner. I have to have the one that's sort of center of the room because I don't want to be touching the walls. Yeah. Like that's a weird, that that's something about me that you really needed to know. <laughs> no, that's like that's such a bizarre ick, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so niche, but I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's you're like Lisa Reno, how she goes around to the hotel room and like disinfects the phone and like. She disinfects the light switches. Yeah. Yeah. I probably need to start doing that though. Cause like. That's why I have like spray sanitizer in my bag as opposed to a gel. Cause I like spray it. Yeah. I missed it on things. <laughs> You're obsessed with the spray sanitizer. Yeah. Which I love though. Cause it. I never, I never have it. And so many times I'm like, oh, I could use it. And you always have it when I need it, you know? Exactly. And like, we you love. know, not to be like TMI, but like when you go into a public toilet and it is stanky in there, like it's so much yeah. better to have like a spray sanitizer that you can just mist in the air. Yeah. Yeah, you know? but just don't get the spray on like your hoo-ha. You know what I mean? Because that's more I mean, sting. I'm not spraying on myself. I'm spraying it because other people smell. No, but I mean like me. in the air, but like you don't know. Some of those, <laughs> some of the particles could land on the seat. I don't know. Like, you know, you just have to be careful. But it, it, it evaporates so quickly. That's why yeah. alcohol is great. It does. So. It's like gone. Yeah. We love. Exactly. <laughs> we digress. We digress. <laughs> Um, this week's a bit of a hodgepodge week, isn't it? (laughs) We're like, really like, we're really talking about bits and bobs versus like a central topic, which I feel like we've had for the last couple of weeks. Um, Well, before we get into it though, like, what have you been watching? Oh yeah, watching. So we haven't spoken about this or I haven't spoken about it. I've been really struggling to find things I like lately. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have things on my list, like I really want to watch Queen Charlotte, the Bridgerton offshoot about the Queen. Did you like the second season? I did. Okay. Did you not? I didn't. No, I didn't. So we never finished it. Like I really enjoyed the first season and then the second season started and it was just like, feels a bit like they're trying too hard. Like I just couldn't get into it. So I'm hesitant to start Queen Charlotte. Fair. There's a lot of like period things coming around. Like The Great mm-hmm. just released their next season. So I'm really excited to watch both of those. Mm. Um, but other than that, I've been watching like, God, I'm so boring. I've been watching Alone. So it's these 10 Australians get put in the middle of the Tasmanian wilderness. Yeah, I feel like weren't they showing us ads for this during maths? Or is that a different show, but like... Different idea? show, but similar idea. I think that was like The Summit or something like that. Something oh, like right, that. right, right. They give them um, like hardcore challenges though. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
So this is like them just trying to survive a hundred days in the wilderness. They get 10 items they can bring with them and then the rest is up to them. A hundred days. It's wild. But I've been dying. It's been so the wild slash hunger games. Yes, it's very like Hunger Gamesy slash Bear Grillsy. Um, we need to talk about the new Hunger Games trailer, mm. by the way. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll circle back to that. But um, yeah, I've been watching that, and I find it like quite interesting to just see like the psychology behind it. Like you can see yeah. people cracking. It's wild, um, and like. You have to hunt for all your food. The things these people know, like, they're foraging, like, native things in Tasmania. And it's like, I'd be dead. I'd be like Foxface from the first Hunger Games. I'd be dead. I would have eaten those berries and I'd be dead. Like I would die the first day. Yeah. There's not even, <laughs> literally, there's not even a film crew. So you have to, like, self-film everything. Oh, okay. So it's like you are you are alone. Like it's mm. so interesting. I feel like Dan would really like it. That's why like Bear Grylls was really funny when you found out that he actually had a whole crew with him and you like didn't yeah. really think too much about it because it's like here he is cutting open a camel, cleaning out the body and then using that as shelter in the desert. But then there's also like a whole camera crew there, a sound yeah. guy. There's like, you know, people with hot meals and you're like, you are thinking that Bear Grylls is so hardcore. But then it's like, <laughs> like he ain't sleeping under that camel skin. Yeah. He ain't sleeping under that camel skin. Tonight. Oh my god. Dead. I'm dead. Um well, really fun. random, really random off topic, but did you hear about that 51-year-old Spanish lady who like locked herself in a cave for five years? What no, because she was sick of the world? She did it on purpose? Or she, she did it on so she was so it was a social experiment and like she had someone that would like take out her shit every seven days, she'd wheel it up with a bucket wild and then i know disgusting and then at the end of the time she was like i don't want to come out <laughs> that would be me i'd be like leave me here <laughs> how many how long was she in there years so she had like her own self-imposed lockdown yeah <laughs> so i think she went like not knowing like the queen had died like you know what i mean all these like random things oh my wild god though. And yeah, so what, people are like, crazy. But, but, like, what is she doing in the cave? Like, there's obviously, like, no electricity or anything. So She what, was, like, knitting. Just... She was, like, knitting. She was like, knitting? <laughs> reading books. You know what I mean? Just, like, living a wholesome existence. Oh, my goodness. But I, and I was talking to Josh about it because we were listening to it. It was on, um, it was on Outspoken by Mamma Mia. Um, and, yeah, I was just, like, imagine... Like, imagine just cutting yourself off from society and, mm-hmm. like, living in a cave. You know what I mean? This is, like, that meme of, um, you know... They that- even asked her, sorry, they asked her, like, do you want to know if one of your relatives dies? And she was like, no. <laughs> she hated everyone, I died. clearly. She hated everyone. She was salty. Well, she's, she's that meme of, like, that house on a hill, on a mountain, out in the ocean... Like where it's like I want to live here, and then you look at the comments. Yes, and all these Bjork's house. Like, when when can I live here? When can I live here? And then there's like the one in the woods, and they're showing it from a distance yeah. and how isolated yeah. it is. It's that she was living that existence. It's very that. It's like Bjork's house. Is her super That's isolated? Like, it's isolated. It's on like an island, and no one else. Lives I can there. see that for her. She's very. That's like, so Bjork though. Yeah. Yeah, misanthropic. 
Yes, yes. So I've been watching that, honestly. Sorry, I was just going to say that um, misanthrope, like that was my favorite way to describe myself when I was like a Tumblr teenager. It was like in my emo era and I learned what misanthropic means and mm-hmm. like you know you, anyone who doesn't know what it means it's like what you don't want to be around people you just like to be alone and yeah. um yeah and that was just my whole identity for like a good year i think Dang. i love that i still have pictures <laughs> of that but like not to that extent not to that I'm extent. Dead. I'm dead. <laughs> anyway, go on. <laughs> and then, other than that, I've been watching um, You're Gonna Die, Law and Order SVU. <laughs> no, I'm not because I love Law and Order SVU. That's my whole childhood. Yeah. My mum is obsessed. Like, it's still going on. Like, it's still. Yeah. It's wild. I'm like, Are I you didn't watching realize. watching the early seasons? So, no, we're watching the new and working our way back to the older seasons. Oh. That's an unusual way of doing it. Okay, explain. Yeah, I think I think because we just watched the newest season and then we were like, oh, now we want to watch more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't you, know you what just I mean? want to like... Um, wouldn't you just want to like go back to the start and watch like a baby I don't know. I think and Benson? I will say I... I think, like, Detective Stabler was my gay awakening. <laughs> oh, like, there are a few men that my mom would, like, leave my dad for. And they are um, Detective Stabler. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Bratt, who played a detective in the original Law & Order series. Yeah. Um, who else? Ricky Martin, before we knew that he Dad. was gay. <laughs> And uh, you know what? And I'm sure Ricky Martin even now probably after still find him. Yeah, yeah she still finds him handsome. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe Denzel Washington. She's got good taste, my Yuck. mother. Okay, vibes. Mm. I think Denzel on, Washington is so like he's quite underrated as an actor. I feel no, it's he's funny because not. He's no. not underrated as an actor. Everybody knows he's like one of the greatest actors in the entire world. You're frozen. Or are you just, you just broke at me? up? Your over enthusiasm just like made my phone crash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it on audio, so I was yeah saying that everybody knows that Denzel is the goat when it comes to acting. He's not underrated in the slightest. No, so I had a big argument with someone two New Years ago about this. They were like, name a Denzel Washington film. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter Rainy if I day. can't name one because he's an icon. Like, but I couldn't name one in the, mo- in the moment. And I was like, it doesn't matter if I can't name one because if you say Denzel Washington, I know who he is. John and I'm like, that makes, him, that makes him iconic anyway. There are so many. Training Day, that's what he won the Oscar for. John Q. Even like Fallen, that's a niche reference. Someone was saying he was low rent. And I was like, I don't think he's low rent. I think he's actually quite iconic because like, I don't even need to know a movie he's in and I could point him out. You know what I mean? Please tell me you don't still speak to this person. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Is it Josh? (laughs) No, uh, no. Can I tell you, 
I could say who's Kyler Minogue and Josh probably wouldn't even be able to point her out half the bloody time. He doesn't know anyone. <laughs> so not a good reference point to like, I say like, oh, this actor's name and he's like, who's that? And I'm like, and I'll show him a picture and he'll be like, oh, you know what I mean? But to suggest that Denzel Washington, one of the greatest actors of all time, is low rent is the biggest insult ever. <laughs> I know. It's I know. like, well, then who do you think is the greatest actor? Like, yeah. who does your friend say? I don't think he's. I don't think he's B grade or like low rent. Just saying, I don't think that. But there's people in the world that do, and that's their prerogative. But like, rude. he'd be. He's like the most A list that there would ever be. He's up there with like Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt yeah. and George Clooney. Yeah. 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 I wow. think so. Yeah. Wow, but you don't even need to think so. It's like, that's just what he is. That's facts. Yeah. It's facts. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, yeah. not everyone thinks it, okay? It's fine. That's their Crazy. opinion. Crazy. Um, yeah, but that's been me in regards so what to have shows I been I've been watching? watching. Yeah, like what okay. have you been watching? So I've been watching a few things. <laughs> Yep. So the first thing that I watched that I don't think I mentioned in last week's episode was this show about couples and money. Um, so it's a show. Oh, I saw that. Mm. I think it's like called How to Get Rich Quick or How to Get Rich. Yeah. Um, and it's with this uh, financial advisor. I don't know if he's like a celebrity financial advisor, but he has like a podcast and books and like a YouTube channel and all that stuff. And so basically he goes around to all these different families and he goes through like their bank accounts and like sees like what mm-hmm. they spend money on. Obviously they volunteer and um, they want them to help. They want him to help them like, you know, earn more money or like have better savings or how to work off debt. Um, Be smarter with their money. Yeah, exactly. So that was really interesting. I think it's like 10 episodes and there's like a whole bunch of different like people like that he speaks with. So it's like uh, a couple where the wife is the primary um, breadwinner. So she earns. I was going to talk about her. She was like intense. Mm, yeah. So I watched the first couple of episodes. She was really intense, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, you need yeah. to stop controlling. being the primary care like earner because super it controlling was very, with like, their money." But it was it showing was very much like giving that's... like manipulation. Yeah, but it was also showing like that's how she was raised. That was her experience growing up. Her father was in totally. control of all the money. Didn't give any, like, ba- barely gave any to her and her mom, I think it was. And so that's, like, what yeah. she was raised in. Where was she from? Is she from Iran or Israel? Yeah, she was. Something like that. And so yeah. then when she became the primary breadwinner in her family, she was behaving the same way towards her she husband. She started adapting those habits. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like the solution that they came up with for him to go back to work and for them to get a nanny. It's like, that seemed kind of obvious though, no? Like, yeah, you should have been doing that from the start. And I don't know if, I can't remember if maybe they discussed that on the show that they had tried to do that and maybe it didn't work, but it's like, you need to give it longer for your children to adjust, you know? And like, but also in saying that, like nannies are expensive. Like is his wage? They're rich. Yeah. So they sh- they have been able to afford a nanny. That's the thing. It's like they yeah. have 
the means to do that. So they should have been doing yeah. that the whole time. So even if his salary would just cover the nanny, then like what, but then it's like, also why is he working? It's like, whatever. You guys need to figure it out, but this relationship is toxic. <laughs> but he needed he needed to work to have that independence, and that was what he was yeah. saying: is that yeah. prior to becoming, you know, the 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 primary caregiver, he was the one who was working. So yeah, he had a life. He was able to pay for things. He had that independence. Whereas yeah. when he became the stay-at-home dad, it was like he's stuck in the house looking after the kids that. all day and then his wife gives him gives him an allowance and he's like, well, what the fuck do I contribute, you know? Or what can I do with myself? It's, yeah, tricky. Yeah. Um, but that show was really interesting, so I recommend people watch that. Um, I'm yeah. currently also watching Jewish Matchmaker. Um, Cute. I saw yeah, that on yeah. um I saw that on Netflix. I'm not like I'm kind of drawn to it, but in the same sense I'm also not drawn to it. I don't know what to mm. say about it. I was um I tried to watch Indian Matchmaker, but I couldn't get into it. Um so then I saw that Jewish Matchmaker had a series, so I just started watching that um instead and it's just been you know, it's not like I'm sitting down and like I'm fully engrossed in it, but it's like good background TV. Yeah, I started watching it and I was like, oh, I think I'm, like, too focused to watch this. Like, Mm -hmm. I need something a little bit more, like, engaging. I really liked India Matchmaker and I like, or it's so interesting to me, like, the perfect match or, like, the way they pair people. I -hmm. found it quite interesting. Um, Yeah, but maybe I should give it another go. Because, yeah, I started watching it and I was like, eh, I'm not, like, in love. But I thought I would Mm. love this, you know? Yeah. Cute. Good fluff TV. And then um, the yeah. last thing I want to mention is the Ed Sheeran documentary, four-part series on Disney. Yeah. And it chronicles sort of like the beginnings of his career, but really the last three years of his life, I would say. And like how he's developed like the latest album that came out, what it's been like touring, what his life is like now that he's married with children, and then how he kind of came up in the industry. So that was really interesting. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I feel like I didn't really know too much about Ed Sheeran as a person prior to this um i wasn't even like a stan really i've never been an ed sheeran stan but like i i wasn't really a fan in the early years like i remember Mm -hmm. my friends when i first moved to sydney like being obsessed and going to concerts and and you know like talking about ed sheeran all the time like he was god and i was like I don't get it. <laughs> I'm very uninterested by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. So I'm glad you're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. But I, I do like all of his music now. And then watching the documentary, it really made me appreciate him as an artist and like just how yeah. talented he is. So yeah, that was really good. And it's a four part series yeah. it's on Disney. So watch that. I um, just can't get around Ed Sheeran's music, but that's just me. It's not my vibe. You know, I listen to, like, Ice Spice. I don't listen to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Each to their own, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that we did watch, you and I, is the new Hunger Games trailer. We did, and I'm so excited for it. I was such a fan of the original three books. I haven't mm-hmm. read the newest one. One or more? Is there more than one? Or is um, this I think just... it's just it's just the one. So okay. I it came out last. I th- I think it came out last year, either last year or the year before, and it's a prequel. So this kind of follows 
President Snow, played by Donald Sutherland in the original movie series. Yeah. Um, it chronicles like his early beginnings, like child, mm-hmm. I guess like childhood, and then how he came to be who he is, like the villain that he was Correct. in the first series. Yeah. So. We see Very the making exciting. of President Snow, which, yeah, I think is going to be really exciting. The yeah. vibe looks different. We're very much seeing, like, The Hunger Games in its infancy. Like, everything mm-hmm. looks quite, like, dystopic versus yeah. The Hunger Games that we saw, like, the original Hunger Games, you see, like, really the, like, glitz and glam of... Um, so, like, developed, so much technology, yeah. like, mm-hmm. creating these worlds that they're supposed to compete in. Whereas this older, like, in this prequel, we're seeing it as just like a... This is like a, we're chucking you in, like, an abandoned building. Fight basically, to the death. Yeah. 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 Whereas they're not, like, yeah, they're not as inventive. Like, they're not controlling the weather, it looks like, from mm-hmm. what we're seeing, from what we've seen. Like, it looks yeah, no, very... This is, very different and there's also like uh like different districts i think or like the the districts aren't the same like the capital is different like there's yeah the capital looks different yeah like the districts, hierarchies are district all different district 12 as well. was very much still giving poor but um that's i didn't realize president snow was also from district 12 and they hinted towards that yeah, so he, he, it's like he comes from a rich family, but they're not rich anymore because there was a war and yeah. I think, yeah, no spoilers, but like there was a war and then now they're just like not rich anymore. So now he's like bottom of the totem pole, but yeah. he still retains like some status. That's how he's kind of like able to get in and around like society. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it's, it was a, I didn't finish the book like because like i said i said it on instagram like the there's like a, a like a storyline that's woven through it and it was just like a little bit too teenagery for me because it is a yeah. series for teenagers and then i was like mm-hmm. this is a bit cringe so i just like stopped reading it these were also but, books we read like 15 years ago do you know what i mean yeah. like you know and i love not them. so reflective of yeah totally But, um, yeah, it was just, like, a little bit harder to get through. But then after watching the trailer, Mm -hmm. I'm, like, very, very excited to, one, watch the movie, but two, like, finish the book. Me too, and we have to wait until November. I know. Which is sad. Thanksgiving. Quite a while away. But we've got some other movies that will be dropping. We also have the Vanderpump Rules reunion, like, the series finale and then the reunion, like, end of this month. Yeah, which I cannot wait for. Which is so exciting. Can't um, wait. But let's get into some of this like random, random mishmash of stories that yeah I've compiled for us. <laughs> that so guys, the- I'm hearing a lot of them for the first time, so you're gonna get like my unfiltered. <laughs> you're gonna get my yes. unfiltered perspective. Because I just felt like we don't necessarily need to talk about like all the same things that other people are talking about. So I just plucked some random stories that I saw in my news app. No, I, I love that. We could chat about. Um, but the first thing that we will talk about is the coronation. So obviously, King Charles was crowned King Charles the Third over yep. the weekend. Um, and what have we got to say about that? It was a star-studded event. I it remember was. there being a little bit of drama in him, like not being able to secure certain 
acts yeah. for the so, concert. I think he was struggling to secure like a list talent to the level that people expected. Like, I don't think a lot of British people actually ended up like it was Katy Perry and Lionel Richie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, traditionally you've had, like, an Elton John for the Queen and, like, Kylie Minogue, you know, these, mm-hmm. like, very, these people that are entrenched in British culture, right? And, like, Even like a, a global Robbie celebrities. Yeah, like a Robbie Williams. So to have Lionel Richie and Katy Perry there was quite bizarre. But I also mm-hmm. know Katy Perry is linked with, like, the royal, a royal charity, right? Is she not? I'm not sure. I, I think she is. And that's where she kind of like tied in. I'm not sure okay. why Lionel Richie was there. Lionel Richie is kind of like, I think the Richies are like kind of American royalty as well though. So yeah, <laughs> you know I what I mean? So. And then especially with like Sophia marrying into the Grange family, uh, yeah. Elliot's father and stepmom are uh, like uh, dignitaries, I guess. So like his dad is a sir. Um, yeah. and then his stepmom is a lady. Yeah. So. So they're you know, like they, they're so they like were aristocracy. There. I don't know that. Maybe they were just like he was just knighted. Yeah. They are English though, the Grangers. So maybe they are. Maybe yeah. they are. Um. Maybe they are like. But I love this, like how Sophia's just like become this it girl, and then now yeah. it's like come full circle with like being at the coronation because her dad mm-hmm. is the performer. <laughs> yes, and dead. You know what? As well, it's like in the so people don't talk about this a lot, but like a lot of the royal families were going broke, like in the fifties. So and like so, it ended up that like a lot of them married like. American new money heiresses mm. to like inject funds into their family. Oh, that's interesting. So there's, it's like a really interesting, not that this is a history lesson, but um, it's a very interesting, like America has fueled a lot of the European aristocracy in regards to like money, because there was so much money to be made in like the land of opportunity. You know what I mean? In the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. Um, And the Royals were going broke, bitch, because they weren't making money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They had all these amazing castles and properties, but like, can you imagine upkeep? I died. Oh my God, it'd be so (laughs) expensive. Gardeners, cleaners, having staff, like maids, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And then Intense. on top of that, they don't really work, you know? So many no. of them don't. Yeah. Yeah. And think, like, we see a small scope of the wider extended royal family. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who also rely on the money. And like you said, some of them don't have jobs. Like, some of them are to be, like, a royal like a royal dignitary or, like, a figurehead. You know what I mean? Mm. And they don't have, like, nine-to-fives, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've got, like, the main, like, nuclear, like, group, which mm-hmm. is, like, King Charles, Camilla, uh, William, Kate, and th- and then, like, uh, Charles's, like, brothers, minus yeah. Andrew, um, who yes. all, like, really work so hard. Um, yeah. And are constantly, like, doing back-to-back events and appearances yeah. and ribbon-cutting ceremonies and blah, blah, blah. Apparently have- Princess... Apparently, Princess Mary did 500, um, 500, like, events and, like, stuff last year. And it's like, girl, there's 365 days in a year. Like, 
And that's it. You are like, hustling. You've got royals who are really cut out for the business and who will really yeah. like work their asses off. And then you've got other ones like, you know, Harry and Meghan who are yeah. like, <gasps> we're not going to. <laughs> we're going to live yeah. in... Calabasas, yeah. so we're gonna yeah. live in wherever. This is quite. This is quite a topic of contention in our household because I am very much, and like people are so fifty fifty about this, and this could cause outrage. But like, whatever. This is how I feel. I definitely think Megan wanted the glitz and glam, mm-hmm. and didn't realize the strings that came with being a royal, and like expected it to be like this, like comfy and warm environment for her and like but it's like it's the queen like she's been raised to do a job you know what i mean like she thought that she was gonna be nikki hilton like that's yeah. what she thought she was gonna be yeah. but it's like no you are entering into the royal family the english yeah. royal family they are working royals <laughs> yeah they're workhorses literally and like even, like, I, I think as well, like, part of me thinks, like, oh, I feel like she really tried to play up the, like, Diana, Diana narrative, like, outsider, you know? Like, I don't want to be, I know this is, like, quite a controversial opinion, um, but whatever, I'm owning it. Um, yeah, I just think, like, she really, I really think she hammed it up for the media. And it's, like, mm-hmm. up, but then on the same, on the same sense, like... I do think she also got unnecessarily, like, maligned by the British press. But also it's a part of being a celebrity. Like, they, but they were quite vicious to her. Like, you look at the comparative articles between her and Kate Middleton and that's like, oh, you can tell, like, they're being shunty. But, like, whatever, you have to, like, you have to have a thick skin, though. That's, that's the... That's what, you've come into a monarchy. You know what I mean? That's constantly under scrutiny. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we know from watching the Queen, sorry, the Crown. The Queen had nonstop issues. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like she was constantly under scrutiny, but she still managed to die with a very, very positive, like the, you know, very positive um, sentiment at the end of her life. For the most part, you know, I think there's always controversies around the royals yeah um and like she also just kept working whereas megan she ran into the family realized that she had to work yeah and then escaped the soonest Mm -hmm. like the first chance that she got yeah and it's like well then now what do you do but it's a lot of public appearances it's a lot of Mm. you know what i mean it's a lot of like working with charities you're the head of boards you're you know what i mean it's not like you're not dilly-dallying around you know um yeah but the coronation i think charles is a bit of like a grumpy old man you know what Mm -hmm. i mean he gives me grumpy old man energy i reckon we'll get like 20 years out of him you know he's 75 already he so waited even... so long to become king. <laughs> I know. Well, the problem is, like, the queen needed to abdicate or die. You know what I mean? Like, Actually, though, yeah. And abdicating is, like, quite controversial. Um, so she had to write it out. You know, he had to write Elizabeth's it out. How old was the queen it. when she died? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't she, like, wasn't mm. she, like, in her late 100? 90s? Well, she I don't... had the Jubilee. Did she not? Wait, what is the... Oh, my God. The Jubilee was for her crowning. So it was like 70 years of being... Oh. See? Yeah. I know nothing. She was 96. 96. When she died. Girl, that is a long life. Like, 
mazel to him. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> I think, like, do your thing. I just feel like it's going to be a rain of, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's kind of like a buffer rain. You know what I mean? And then I think Prince William will take over and things will probably, I think the sentiment will change. Because yeah. I just feel like there's so much negative, sen- like, no one's really forgiven Charles for the affair and, like, everything to do with Diana. Like, I feel like there's just, just this love for Diana and this camaraderie for her that still exists to this day, like, 26 years after she died. Mm. You know? People still love her and, like, stand her. And people will never like Camilla. You know what I mean? Because no, the, of that. Uh, they'll never see her as the queen, you know? Yeah. And I don't think no. she ever really wanted to be queen. No. Camilla. She just wanted to yeah. be with Charles. They were just in love. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now they're together. So I think it's more that yeah. the public just tolerates it because it's like, you know what? Like they, they did it in a terrible way, like getting together and doing it behind everybody's backs. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? They are actually true love. <laughs> Well, I think the issue was, was like, they were doing it, like, they were doing it outwardly, almost. Like, the affair was happening the entire relationship with Diana. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of knew. I also think it's hilarious that Camilla's grandma was um, <laughs> Prince, sorry, King Charles's grandfather's mistress. So it's very, like, it's a very... In the family. Yeah, it's very in the family. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's interesting. Clearly, clearly the Winces love the Parker Bowls. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I'm dead. Can't stay away. I have no idea. Well, that adds another layer to it, doesn't it? I know, right? It's like, they're... And surely Camilla would have known that growing up. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah, that's family goss. They're like, um... They're career, they're career mistresses. You know what I mean? The family, the Parker Bowles. I'm dead. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But, like, yeah. I feel like the main thing about, like, the Mimi bits were, like, I don't know if you've seen the memes of, like, the person in the, um, they look like the Grim Reaper. Like, they look yeah. like they're in, like, a hood. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, they're running so past the door. People saying that was, like, Diana, which I thought was hilarious. Um, and then there was the one about the um, supposed person in disguise. Um, yes. Who is actually what, like a royal dignitary or something. Yeah. And he writes music for the royal family or something like that. Something but random. His wig and his glasses and his moustache and the people are like, that's <laughs> Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Katy Perry squinting, like looking for her seat. Looking Hilarious. Looking for her seat. She looked so cute. I loved her outfit. Yeah, she looked stunning in that lilac outfit. And then the gold um, Alexander McQueen outfit yeah. for her performance was, like, was stunning. Yeah. Well, ever um, since she um, had hired Tatiana Waterford as her stylist, yes. she's been looking incredible. So Really taking it to the next level, right? Yeah. You need an Aussie to style you. As it Slay. Slay yeah. Tatiana. Um... I feel like those are my highlights. I'm sure there's others. I know there was... There's always, like, you know, people watching out for, like, Prince Louis' facial expressions because he's Mm -hmm. five. And so Mm -hmm. he's just hilarious to watch, Um, you know, because he's a little kid at, like, a huge, important event where you have to sit still. And it's like, he's not going to sit still for that long. Yeah. I wonder how it felt to be Harry to be there after, like, all the drama. Well, he was sat behind 
who? He was sat behind Princess Anne, I think it was. Somebody who yeah. was wearing like a huge hat. So he couldn't mm-hmm. really see anyway. And then at like the first opportunity he got, as soon as it finished, he left. Like he was on a plane home. Yeah. So he wasn't staying, sticking around for like dinner with his family or tea or anything like that. He was like, all right, done. Bye. Bye. I kind of have to be here vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's kind of a brat. That's just how I feel. Totally. Yeah. That's my opinion. Like you got cut off and you're mad about it. Yeah. That's the vibe, but you didn't want to do the work. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not even like a pro-royalist and that's how I feel. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Dead. He had a responsibility to his people. Like this is his birthright. Mm-hmm. This is what he was born into. Yeah. Which sucks. Like yeah, I get it. it it's like a big, but also like you get paid very well to do what you're doing it's a big burden but you also get a big paycheck so i wonder if like if megan could have just like left on her own and still be married to him while he worked if she would have like agreed to that it's like oh well i don't want to do the work but you can yeah i don't know i don't think they would allow that right i feel like it's just a bit of a shit go because like kate middleton i feel like just puts in like the hard yards you know what i mean Especially around she was a teenager. Like, she was a yeah. normal girl going to uni mm-hmm. and then she just took it on because this is the person that she fell in love with. Mm-hmm. So she and was like, like, this is now my duty. Even across all the weird Prince William, like I feel like Prince William has all the weird things. Like apparently he has like a foot fetish and like <laughs> all this weird Where stuff like he... circulates about him. I read things. it. I read it all. I say I'm not a royalist, but I know so much about them. Um, I read it all. It's all this weird stuff, like, comes out about Prince William all the time. It's all probably lies, but it's like, you know (laughs) what I mean? She sticks around for the weird, like, kinky shit, so... (laughs) She's seen it all. (laughs) Okay, I'm done talking about the coronation. (laughs) Um, And then last week, Gwyneth Paltrow was on Call Her Daddy, which is a massive massive guest for alex cooper alex cooper also yeah. got engaged i saw did she i don't really follow along with her personal life i only no. listen to call her daddy when she has like a big guest on or an, a yeah. guest that i just like want to listen to but outside of I was that gonna i don't say, really listen to anything else you listen to her way more than i do because i probably listen to like two episodes ever mm-hmm. um i really want to listen to the spencer pratt episode because i saw that teaser did we see that teaser together of, like, Spencer Pratt walking off the set? Um, no. I listened to the Heidi episode. Um, and then I listened to Spencer on... No, no, no. He was on Dumois. He was on the Dumois podcast. Oh, wow. I listened to that. Yeah. Okay, they've been but, doing but the But, like, rounds. Spencer, like, doesn't really know anything. So, like, Dumois is asking him about, like, celeb tea and, like, what he's heard. And he's like, oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I didn't hear... He didn't, like, know anything. He was just, like, yeah. giving his two cents. And it was like, you're kind of a pointless guest to have on because you can't really contribute yeah. to any of the tea. And you Dumois, also you don't you need really someone know... that wants to spill. Yeah, and you also like don't really know anything that's like current happening with these people that we're that we're discussing. So it was like, yeah, yeah, a little bit silly. Um, but yeah. no, I don't think I watched the Call Her Daddy one with him on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I want to watch it or listen. Um, but, but tell so us for about this, Gwyneth. Yeah, so for this episode, she actually brought Apple along. Apple was not featured on the podcast, but she like tagged mm-hmm. along because I guess she, you know, obviously listens to Call Her Daddy. So. Cute. 
Alex was basically just asking her about her high-profile relationships. So, like, Gwyneth has dated um, Brad Pitt. She was engaged to Brad Pitt. She dated Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Um, she was married to Chris Martin. And then now she's married mm-hmm. to Brad Falchuk from, of Glee. Um, mm-hmm. So, she was just asking, like, so many questions about Brad Pitt. And it really... Uh, like from Gwyneth's responses, like I think Brad Pitt is her favorite ex, apart from Chris Martin, mm-hmm. obviously. So yeah. she asked questions like, who's better in bed? You know, just like typical call her daddy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, like GP answered. Um, and I think it was like, she couldn't say who was better, but it's like she was in love. She had like major chemistry, love of your life at the time. Like with Brad, so that's why mm-hmm. he was like, you know, top of the tier. And then Brent, Ben, like, was didn't apparently... we all though? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> peak nineties, peak nineties. Mm-hmm. And then Ben was like technically yeah. excellent. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, she said that she, out of like fuck Mary Kill, she would marry Chris Martin because he gave her the loves of her life, her children. She mm-hmm. would. Um, F Brad and then kill Ben. Wow. Yeah. But like Alex Cooper like rephrased it. She was like, not necessarily kill. It's like discard, you know, like that's yeah. the one you don't really want. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just so many questions about like those people. I'm like, oh my God, this is just so cringe. Can you imagine being Apple and having to listen to that? Yeah. Um, awkward. Yeah. It was just, you know, it was a very Call Her Daddy-esque episode. I feel like Ben Affleck just gives me, like, sad middle-aged man. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like... Yeah. Like, he doesn't really I'm just want... so off him. Well, what I get from him is, like, he wants... He sometimes wants to be famous and he wants, like, all the success with that comes with being, mm-hmm. you know, famous in Hollywood. But he doesn't like the celebrity of it, which no. I can understand. I also can't think of a good movie I've seen him in besides Gone Girl. Goodwill Hunting. I haven't watched it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you please? <laughs> yeah. I'll add it to my list. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and then she also said that she actually turned down Leonardo DiCaprio. Stop. When they were younger. Yeah. Because they kind of came up in that same, like, it's like the 90s, you know? Yeah. He's yeah. such a Lothario, isn't he? Mm, from an early age, it would seem. Yeah, he was always he was always going to be a bit of a player. Yeah, and then she said that like uh, the first time she saw Brad after they split up, like publicly, was she was actually presenting at like the Golden Globes or something like that, and I'm she dead. like flubbed what she was saying because she could see him in the audience, and it's like. <gasps> That is just such a Hollywood thing. Like, that's how, where yeah. you bump into your ex is at the Golden Globes. And you're presenting She obviously dated him before Jen Aniston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Jen Aniston was like Brad's love, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like Jen Aniston was Brad's love of his life. Mm. Yeah. You know? Apparently they still hook up. Really? Yeah, I was listening to that on Dumois. She said that it's like a known thing in Hollywood that Jen Aniston has like very good relationships with her exes and that she'll like like hook up with Brad. She'll hook up with um, Justin, whatever his name is. Justin Thoreau? Yeah, I was going to say Justin Guarini. That's niche. (laughs) (laughs) 
What? <laughs> Runner-up of American Idol season I'm one. Dead. I'm sorry. Every time I think of Justin Thoreau, I think of Give Us a Rings. What? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's oh. Angels. Give Us a Rings. <laughs> Uh, what does he say to her? He's like, I prefer Helen's ass. When you know how you know how um Is this season is this ep, uh is this Charlie's Angels 2? Full throttle, yeah. Okay, that's not seed into my memory. It's one. Oh, I love full throttle. No. Yeah, no. It's so such a vibe. Main, the male leads in the first Charlie's Angels for me would be what, like Bill Murray. Tom mm-hmm. Green, who was married to Drew Barrymore at the time, and then Crispin Glover, who's like creepy thin yeah. man. Can I just say Demi Moore, Demi Moore in full throttle, like mm-hmm. her hottest, the hottest she's ever been. Oh, yeah. She, she looks, looks incredible. So I always, good. I wanted to know like what kind of treatment surgeries she had had done because she looked insane but i really think it was like she had like a few nips and tucks right but also Mm -hmm. she wasn't that old i think it was more like at the time i was a teenager so i was looking at her and i was like how did she go from looking frumpy dumpy in the 90s to looking like Mm -hmm. this absolute bombshell in charlie's angels but it's like no you know what it's like the 90s everybody looked old yeah everyone looked old and frumpy she would have been like 10 or 15 years older than those girls like nothing in the Mm -hmm. greater realm of things you know what i mean like but to us as like teenagers we're like oh my god she's like so much older you know i was like oh my god she's ancient how does she look so good and then like me now 35 i'm like not far off 40 i'm like the one thing i would have loved for her that she would look really good (laughs) dead the one thing i would have loved for her is she has like the white 101 no upper lip like i would have loved like 0.5 mil you know what i mean like give her just like give her a little bit more lip you know but other than that she's like a solid 10 out of 10 you no, know that wasn't on trend though at the time no it like... wasn't but i watch back now and i'm like oh they're small those lips are small oh my god but that's what shows like you don't need a lip to no to be a bombshell yeah it's true Toxic. it's true Ah! <laughs> trying to give Demi Moore 0.5 of No! Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit, babes. Just oh a little bit God. of a nip and tuck, babes. Wild. No. All right. Dead. So, moving on. So, so, we found out yesterday Kim Zolchak Bierman has split from mm-hmm. her husband. Her Croy? husband, Croy, yes. So yep. I'll let you lead this. So they had um, a little bit of money drama. So mm-hmm. $1.1 billion, sorry, <laughs> billion, $1.1 million tax bill comes to light and they have split up kind of in the wake of that. So they've owed taxes yeah. for like several years and then just haven't paid that. So Correct. Yeah. Um, there's been like things going on behind the scenes for years. There's been this whole thing about... Kim Zolciak saying, like, she owned her home and she was actually renting it, Mm -hmm. Um, which is wild. Like, why lie about that? I also think, like, if you rent your home, you rent your home. Like, it is what it is. Um, Yeah, but when you're a celebrity like that, you feel like you have to play a part, you know? Like, you're just, like, you've got to kind of live up to being... A housewife, essentially. So, yeah. like, I, you, it's embarrassing for her to admit that you're renting. So, this is Whereas, this is the 
this is the curse of housewives though, right? Mm. It's like so many housewives go bankrupt because they're trying to like display the house, the grandeur of being like a real housewife. And I think that's the case for Kim as well. Like we know like her and Brielle, like they want to be influencers as well. Like, um, you know, as she said on famously on um, Twitter and it became like a whole thing about one of the seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. She said she'd let like Brielle like suck John Legend's dick for tickets to his concert. Ew. Like, who says that about their own daughter? That's Dead. disgusting. I know, gross. Um, yeah, so they're in they're in Rocky Waters and Kim Zolciak Biman is at her heart of heart at her heart of hearts just a gold digger. Like mm. Croy was in the NF- NFL, he was like doing really well um and then he retired you know what i mean and it's like clearly kim zolciak's lifestyle isn't keeping up with what she's bringing in Mm -hmm. you know like if you were so rich pay your taxes yeah i just think of like Kristen cavallari as like a good example like she married a professional was he football or is he hockey her ex-husband i think it might have even been like baseball or something right I don't know, but I don't know. Why do I feel like it was football? I, I think don't know. It might so she been. married Jay Cutler, you know, I guess really well known like athlete, famous athlete, mm-hmm. star player. Mm-hmm. And then he retired, but then slowly she's become more successful than him because yeah. she's been doing so much behind the scenes and she has all these cookbooks and she had the shows. She Common had the James. hills. She's got Uncommon James. And then that's yeah. expanded so much. And then they did Very Cavallari. So, like, she kind of kept working and contributing yeah. to their, like, their familial income, I guess. Yeah. Um, but then Kim... Kristen never back. really stopped. She never you stopped. Know what like I mean? she's, she had a brief period where she was having the kids and then she looked after mm-hmm. them. And, but then she started on Common James because she wanted something to kind of keep her going. But yeah. like, it seems like Kim Zolchak is just like, again, somebody who just like wants to marry up and then doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And that's so- okay. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they had it dead. They had. But they like, had, you just need to pay um, your taxes. Yeah, pay your taxes, bitch. Like, <laughs> and don't spend outside of your means. No, don't spend outside of your means. Like, dumb. Um, they had a, they had a reality TV show, like an off, a spin off of um, Real Housewives. I never watched it because, to be honest, I was never like a huge Kim Zolciak fan. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, that got canned. So, like, you need an alternate means, like, to make money. Like, why weren't you thinking of this? You know what I mean? Like, the gravy train's going to stop eventually, you know? Exactly, yeah. We know it. Like, in the creative space and in the content space, like, you have a moment sometimes until you don't. Some people are really lucky and they have a really, really long run. Some people aren't. You can't spend like her and be just an influencer. You no. need to have other things going. She could start an OnlyFans and it would pop off. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, like, go off, sis. And, like, start what's Croy doing as well? Like, would he yeah. continue Croy working? Croy start like, an OnlyFans as well. Or, like, I think, could could he not be, like, a commentator or, like, you know, or on like, like NFL talk show or something? Totally. Or be, like, a um, 
be like a coach or something. Be like a mentor. Start a podcast called Bloke in a Bar. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> be an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, hello, be smart. I always think this a lot of the times, though, and I'm sure Dan would have a much more nuanced perspective about this. We should mm. get him on for an episode about it. But I feel like with the footy boys, like... You need to always be thinking about your next move. Like Den was, right? Like Den was thinking about what was next. I feel like a lot of them don't though. And then they just end up in this really horrible position where like they're 30. They've been a footy player since they were 16 or 17, like professional football player. You really only have like a, really a 10 year window where you're earning like a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So you need to be thinking about like, Am I investing? Am I, you know what I mean? Like, am I buying homes? Am I, you know what I mean? Am I studying on the side to then like mm-hmm. move into something else? Do I want to be a coach? Like, I feel like this has digressed a lot, but like, I feel like a I, lot of the times people aren't I, thinking about that. I feel like they're thinking, I, I feel like I see them thinking about it more now than they did yeah. before. Although like, yeah. to be honest, I didn't really have any insight into that world prior to, mm-hmm. you know being with with Denon but I see a lot more of them yeah. like starting brands and like becoming a photographer or a videographer and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's like not everybody can really start a clothing brand or a beer brand and have it be no. successful but at least they're thinking about like what their next move could be what the next move is yeah. because there are some people who will just go back to a regular job or there are some who actually end up in construction um, and you can be really yeah. successful at that like Traders totally. earn really good money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it, I suppose it also just like depends like what it is you want to be doing. If you want to go totally. back to a normal life or if you kind of want to stay, you know. Where you are. Yeah. But yeah. it will be hard because it's like there's yeah. only so many, there's only so much room for somebody That's right, to, in that space. There's yeah. only so many coaches. There's only so many commentators. There's only so mm-hmm. many like, you know, you know, it is such a small industry. Sports, yeah, and I think, and like, not, and, and not just not that anybody this is a Denon like, appreciation post, like, not that this is a Denon appreciation moment. I mean, but look, like, what it he is did his was really tomorrow, like, so yeah, happy birthday, Dan. Like, <laughs> this is my birthday wish to you. You're an icon, <laughs> you carved out a space in your industry that did not exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, and not, not very many people can say that now. Like, Denon's the archetype, and people copy, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like pretty cool to be that. I know it's you wild. Know? Shout Casey, out! Shout out! <laughs> and he Dead. says he never gets any recognition from me. I know. I, asked him, I was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And he's not really like a gift person. Yeah, you know. Like, I still haven't figured out what his love language is. It's, like, acts of service and, like, quality time or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm always just like, what do you well, what do you want for your birthday? He's like, respect. <laughs> <laughs> That's not common, babes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, can you give me something, like, material, though? Like, what, do you, what can I buy you? <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> that I no, cannot give. Yeah, no respect, no respect. <laughs> I'm dead. Well, happy birthday um, to Den Den for Thursday. Yes, which will be, um, I guess, the time. Which will be, <laughs> it would have already passed. Yeah. But everyone yep. still give him birthday love. <laughs> yes. Because Den deserves it. 
Happy birthday, Den Den. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Re Kim and Croy. Did you, mm-hmm. were you like attached to them as a couple? I feel like they've been together for years and they have children and he yeah, adopted been her together daughters. For like, correct. They've been together for like 11 years, I think. So like a really long time. Yeah. Cause I, I know, feel a like. Part of me always thought Croy was a little bit like, I don't know. He like gave me a little bit like gay vibes sometimes. So I was like, maybe mm. he's bi. Maybe that's the energy. Gets a lot of work done as well. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. You know how sometimes yeah. when, like, men get work done, it just naturally, like, you know what I mean? Like, the gays love some talks, so. Yeah, it just doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's always, like, a little bit strange when you yeah. see the, the men start getting. What's his name, Mickey? Talks. Is it Mickey Rooney? Mickey Rooney? Is that the actor? Yeah, yeah. Right? Cooked. Cooked. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Rourke. Mickey Rourke, he yeah, looks like lasagna. Like cooked. <laughs> Not lasagna. Yum. <laughs> Yum, but like disgusting looking, you know, like dead. Bad. Um, he, and that's what Zac Efron looks like now. He yeah. He's like Mickey Rourke. He has the same lisp. Yeah. The, he's got the same Juvederm lisp. <sighs> Oh my god! Not the you cannot tell me that Zac Efron like hasn't gone and had like jaw implants and like lip injections and all this stuff. And wasn't it because of an accident or something? That's what he says. He's like, I got into a car accident and I essentially ruined my face. And it's like, well, then why have you come back with like an insane jawline where you're trying to look like David Hasselhoff? Like, yeah, yeah, that's not what you've ever looked like. He's always been very into that. Like, apparently he used to get his eyelashes tinted and, like, his eyebrows and everything. um, Which I think is, like, a sleigh. Like, like, do it, Yeah, cool. Tint tint your lashes. Go for it. But, like, Mm -hmm. Rose McGowan had, like, half her face, like, sliced. Like, when she got into a car accident. And she doesn't look that much different to what she looked like before. No. She's had a bunch of reconstructive surgeries, but she doesn't have a whole new face. I didn't realize that happened to her. Yeah, so I think it happened after Charmed. Yeah, whatever. It was either after was... Charmed or like in the latest seasons of Charmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wild. And so she, I think it was like, she, I don't even remember what happened, but I feel like it was a car accident and she sliced like the skin like above her eye or something. So she <gasps> had to get like a lot of surgery to fix that. Which sucks mm-hmm. when you, like, if you're a normal person, let alone being an actress in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, but her face looks very similar. She looks like Rose McGowan, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She still yeah. does look like the same person. Yeah. She doesn't look like Lisa Rinna, like, cosplaying Rose McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. Stop. Yeah. You're on fire today. Okay. <laughs> Um, and your favorite topic is plastic surgery. So this is very on brand for you. <laughs> it's just, I love, I love going down that rabbit hole, looking at people. You like, do. You do. Yeah. Like we were talking about like Sophia Ritchie because she was, mm-hmm. you know, she's everywhere at the moment. And I love looking at like her transformation. Yeah. Um, do we think buccal fat removal? She looks a lot skintier in the face than I remember her. I think she lasered her hairline. For sure. Okay. <laughs> you I are wouldn't... so good. Like, I would not look at someone and think they've lasered their hairline. <laughs> like, she did I a can't... Kim Kardashian. Because you know, like, how Kim had the full Armenian forehead? Like, she had, yeah. like, a lot of hair. Like, all the... Yeah. Um, whatever it's called. Like, 
Yeah, she had the, that intense hairline. Um, so yeah. she got it lasered. And she says now that she regrets it. But I think Sophia did it as well because she had a really intense like devil's peak and like quite a short mm-hmm. forehead a la Fergie. Yeah. Um, so she's extended it a little bit. Mm, and it, and people like say that she's had like a full on like eye lift and they've like pulled her head back. But I'm like, I don't know. Like that seems a bit intense for somebody who's only 25, but it is Hollywood. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I reckon, like, at the very least, nose job, lasered hairline, because her nose is different to what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lips. Yeah. And then maybe, like, a little bit of um, whatever it's called, filler under the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking a bit like Meghan Markle-esque on that topic of, like, Meghan Markle. Like, you know how mm-hmm. Meghan Markle has quite, like, small features for her face mm-hmm. but i think yeah. hers are very natural like they look everything looks organic on me which Markle. kind of like makes like they're both half black like yeah megan's half black sophia's half black she definitely looked more half when she was younger mm-hmm. yeah. yeah she's still yeah you still see similarities like between her and lionel she's definitely lionel's daughter <laughs> totally no doubt yeah. about it but yeah i think yeah I love it. I love her glow up. I think she's beautiful. And there was also um, a theory that she had taken out her boobs, like her breast implants. Oh, did she have breast implants? So I guess she had them when she was dating Scott. Okay. And then since she's been with Elliot, she's gone back to just being flat chested, yeah. which suits I, her physique more. I am like 100% a stan of like the itty bitty titty committee. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? All right, guys. So that is it for this episode. Um, it was a bit of a random one. <laughs> we kind yeah. of like. We it's kind like we didn't of have like a lot to talk about, but we actually had no, a lot to talk about. We had a lot to talk about <laughs> that wasn't really on topic, but we love. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. Please do not forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. That is warm and fuzzy underscore podcast. You can also follow Amelia and I individually. Amelia is at Amelia Singson and I'm at Shinino underscore. Please, 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 if you love the podcast, please give us five stars on your preferred streaming platform. And that is it for today. Thanks so much, guys. We look forward to coming back to you next week. See you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.